0: Welcome back to the Junkyard Dogcast, everybody. I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs 24-7. With me, Rusty Mansell of Dogs 24-7. And uh, no Kip again today. Uh, Kip's taking care of some stuff uh, of his own, and, and uh, we, uh, we wish him well. And we'll have him back on the podcast next week. But uh, Rusty is Tennessee week, and uh, this is a big one for Georgia. Uh, this, the second of a three-game stretch. I'm kind of losing my voice here. been yelling at the Braves too much. Uh, well, yelling in celebration. But uh, second of a three-game stretch here uh, with with the Bulldogs. And uh, Auburn was number seven. Tennessee's number 12. Alabama's probably going to be number two after this Saturday. And, uh, Rusty, just want to jump right into it, man. How have you thought about this game? How have kind of your thoughts and, and, and uh, feelings about it kind of evolved as the week has gone on?
1: Well, I really dug into it again. I felt like I dug into the Auburn game. Pretty good last week, and had a what I thought was a pretty good feel uh, for that game, and how I thought it would play out. Luckily, it did for my sake. The way it played out, um, predicting things, you know, I've looked at this game several different ways. I went back and watched three things. I went back and watched Georgia Alabama 2017 National Championship, and the reason I did was because I wanted to see how Jim Cheney attacked a, you know, an alpha defense. Um, and how he tried to game plan scheme it what he what he what he went after, those types of things. I watched the last year Georgia Tennessee game and I watched about three quarters of the Georgia South Carolina game uh, from this year. And kind of what I've got is kind of you know how I think you know the question I think that will be answered for this game is two questions in particular how? Can Georgia match up against Tennessee's offensive line? Because, Jake, it's easy to say we both know him. Um, we know how he, he he is offensively, and Jim Chaney is going to try to run the football. He doesn't care who is over there. He'll bring a tight end, try to create angles, trying to create double teams. They're going to do different things. They're going to probably run some screens. I noticed he was real screen heavy against Alabama a little bit that game early, so – you know, they're going to they're gonna not let Georgia – he's going to try to counter all the things that Georgia's doing and all the strengths that Georgia has. So, But also think when you flip it, I'm very interested in this. When you look at the first two games for Tennessee against Missouri and South Carolina, they were heavy man in the secondary. And I'm talking press man. I'm talking get up in your face and test you. And Georgia doesn't see a ton of – even Auburn played a lot of zone in behind some things. Uh, they got up in Pickens' face one time. They motioned out of it, and it caused them a touchdown. So, I'm interested to see if Tennessee, how Pruitt is going to play that. Is he going to make Stetson Bennett pick them apart down the field? Or are they going to say that he can't beat them deep? and we can cover your guys one-on-one. I know they're getting Schamburger back, Bryce Thompson back. You know, they got Alante Taylor. Uh, Jalen McCullough, got some guys that can play on that side of the ball. But I'm very interested in that. Can Georgia shut them down against a run? And will Pruitt play the same way he's played the last two games? Because, you know, that's a lot of his philosophy. you got to be able to cover in a a Jeremy Pruitt, Nick Saban, Kirby Smart defense. But I'm not sure that matchup benefits Tennessee against Kiaris Jackson, Jermaine Burton. you know, George Pickens and, and Darnell Washington, those guys. Uh, going to be some questions answered on Saturday.
0: No doubt about it. And and Tennessee is going to have a well-coached secondary. And Tennessee is going to have a well-coached defense. They're going to come in with a good plan. I think they will come in with a good plan on on offense. And that, to me, more than an eight-game winning streak, more than a big, uh talented offensive line that that really hasn't played up to its standard yet, uh, that A lot of those guys are still young one year Morris missed a ton of time in, uh, in preseason camp with, uh, with some COVID tracing stuff from what I understand. And um, I don't think that that group is pass protected all that well, but, but more than any of that stuff, I think that this is a well-coached football team that's going to come in ready to play. And, and it's a more confident football team. I don't, I don't care what you think about an eight game win streak. Um, Last time Tennessee played Georgia, it had lost to BYU and it had lost to Georgia State and it had kind of gotten beaten up by Florida. And that team didn't really feel that great about itself. It couldn't have. This team's going to feel a lot better about itself. So that, to me, is what's more dangerous than, than you know, than, than a, a big offensive line or two really good running backs. Um, I, I expect Tennessee to have a little bit more success than Auburn and, and Arkansas had on the ground. I mean, it's not going to shock me if Tennessee rushes for 115, 125 yards. I think Georgia needs to keep them under 150, and I think Georgia's got a good shot of that. I think Georgia's defense is kind of the least of the worries. I just, my thing is matching up with the, with Tennessee's defense, and and the more I've dug into it, Rusty, the more I've seen a defensive front at Tennessee. Now, now Henry Toa Toto, or Henry Toa, I really don't know how to pronounce his name, and I should have. You did it right, right there. Okay. Yep, I, was, I was impressed with that. Toa Toto. I, I always think I say – I always think I use three T's in there instead of two. But Henry Toa Toto is a good player. He's a fantastic football player. He may be the best inside linebacker on the field Saturday, but he doesn't have a ton of help. It's very inconsistent at inside linebacker and I don't know what to think of their defensive front yet because if I I don't see it any better than Auburn's right now now that could change you know I mean it I know this is going to sound simple Rusty it's all predicated on playing well and I think if Georgia plays well Georgia brings it's a a plus maybe even a minus game I think it can absorb Tennessee's a game but the thing is is I mean anything can happen if Georgia brings its B game or its B plus game. Um, so it's it's one of those things where if I, I just think if Georgia plays well, it's gonna beat Tennessee. And if it doesn't, it can lose to Tennessee. And and that's really simplistic. But but I do think that when you look at Georgia's offense, attacking that defense, I think running the football is the way you got to get it going because I do like the matchup of Georgia's offensive line again. Predicated upon playing well against Tennessee's defensive line and defensive front seven, because uh, I I don't see a difference maker for Tennessee on the defensive line. Aubrey Solomon's really talented, but I don't I haven't seen him play up to that five star potential. And uh, I'm interested to see if Tennessee can do it. I think Georgia's defense can absolutely give Tennessee fits because I mean if you're looking if you're looking for Jared Guarantano to try and and win and make some big plays with his arm, it's going to be tough against that Georgia secondary because I don't think Tennessee is where they want to be yet at receiver. I think they were there last year, and those guys kind of had the Sony Michelle-Nick Chubb thing going out, and they didn't really have the guys to step right in like Georgia did in DeAndre Swift at the running back position. And uh, you lose Juwan Jennings, you lose Mark West Calloway, two guys that went over 100 yards in last year's game. Josh Palmer's a good football player, but, uh, you know, I'm not quite as impressed with Tennessee's receivers as I was last week when Georgia played Auburn. And I don't know that Tennessee's as good at quarterback as Auburn is, but that offensive line does change some things. And uh, I just think that this is a game where Georgia has to come out and play well. Now, if Georgia comes out and doesn't play well – it might need a mistake or two from Tennessee. But but if it comes out and plays well, I don't think Georgia has a ton to worry about. I just think that, that Tennessee is one of those teams. I think they're I think they feel very confident. I think they've kind of gotten used to winning. And that right there will make you fight for four full quarters without question. It'll 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 make you really get after it. What what do you make of the eight game win streak, Rusty? What do you think that does for that football team?
1: You know, Georgia fans. Auburn, anybody that's not a Tennessee fan points out who they played, okay? And, and they haven't played a team on this caliber yet um, with Georgia. I don't know if they've beat a ranked team. But listen, you got to start somewhere. And, and to the culture of winning games, even though it wasn't a sexy win against Indiana, they were down. They didn't play great. They really gifted some points to Indiana just did not look like a team that really wanted to be there. But they turned that thing around and find a way to win. You look at the South Carolina game. Mike Bobo obviously knows a lot about Tennessee and he was pretty dialed in. They they, they had a chance there to the end to at least have opportunity to tie or win that game. And you know, you look at those games and you I think Barton said it to where there, you really believe this team has some juice, and it's not like fake juice, you know what I mean? It's not, you're not beating a trash can or all those things that Butch Jones did. This team believes they can win, they're playing harder. They got better guys. I mean, it's, it's some, it's, it's X's and O's, and but it's damn sure Jimmys and Joe's in this league, and they got better guys now. One through 85, they don't have a better roster than Georgia. I think you said it pretty well there. If they don't – if Georgia gives them a couple of mistakes, very easily Georgia could lose this game. This is a team that, uh, you know, look, there's a lot of connections here with with Jeremy Pruitt at Georgia and uh, Niedermeyer was at Georgia for a while. I mean, there's just a lot of – and there's a lot of kids from that Tennessee team. Uh, You know, Romel Keaton, Jalen McCullough. Wanya Morris, I mean, the Cade Mays story. We could go on and on, the connections there. So, this is a big-time game. And, you know, you look at it, and I looked at it before the season, kind of what I predicted is kind of at the end of the week is kind of how I feel still. You know, we'll make predictions here in a little while. But uh, I do think from top to bottom, this is a better team than Auburn. And we're going to have to have – for Tennessee to take the next step, it's going to be about quarterback play. And I certainly think Georgia is going to put it in the hands of Jarrett Garantano and see if he can beat them.
0: And listen, I know he's, I know his experience, but I, I, I've got to, I've got to approve that move because he's been up and down. I mean, you, when you look at the quarterbacks in this game, right, you got Stetson Bennett who's kind of yet to have a down game, but he's only started one game. So you think that's probably coming at some point. You think at some point, when the film's out and and teams kind of pick him apart, those those analysts and everything they've kind of pick him apart. Somebody's going to do some stuff that's going to give him problems. Um, it's not a guarantee, but it's it's probably it's likely, and it's it's at least very possible. Well, Jared um, I mean, he's been up and down his whole career. And I'm not trying to disrespect him. I mean, listen, I got to know this kid during his recruitment. I got to know his dad. They're wonderful people. They're great people. I mean, the kind of people you'd want to. I mean, I'd love to have them as next door neighbors. His dad's a blast. Okay, but he, if you're if you're evaluating his play on the field, he got benched last year. He's he's been up and down, and you know he has struggled against secondaries as good as Georgia's, and Georgia has one of the best in the country. I, I feel confident in saying that. Not only that, Georgia is one of the best defenses in the country, front to back, very few weaknesses. No, real, real, really no weaknesses. There's just some things that that defense could do better to help itself out. But uh, yeah, I'd, I would have to approve that move. You know, if, if, you know, that, that would get my stamp of approval. Absolutely. If Georgia did that, Rusty, when you look at the matchups in this game, put one of them up on a pedestal and say, Hey, if Georgia wins this matchup, it's going to win the football game. Um,
1: and I say this a lot. Uh, I, tell you, I I tell you something I noticed today. Georgia really, and Mike Bobo did the same thing. Georgia really worked those slot guys against Tennessee last year, and Mike Bobo took Shy Smith and scored, I think, two touchdowns. Uh, on Danico Slaughter and those guys and their and their nickel package. You certainly think Alante Taylor is probably going to draw George Pickens, if not Bryce Thompson. So that would leave them uh, at the corners with probably, you know, Jermaine Burton, George Pickens. And and my question is, is Tennessee going to put Shamberger, a Colbert County kid, on Kieris Jackson, who's a Peach County kid. And we, 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 we've seen for two weeks now, and especially last week, what a weapon Kiaris Jackson is, is starting to turn into. You know, I want to see their nickel guys cover Georgia's slot guys. Demetrius Robertson had two big catches last year in this game. He also had a reverse. So, you know, can they match up with Georgia inside the hashes you know, can t- look Darnell Washington, Fitzpatrick; those guys are giving some issues versus their safety. So I'll, I'll say their nickel package, the guys inside the hashes, can they cover the Georgia guys one on one? Because I get that feeling after watching that South Carolina game, kind of knowing Mike Bobo, they really, really uh, kind of RPO them, even though Colin Hill's not a run threat. Uh, You know, a lot of play action, a lot of read, a lot of mesh uh, with the running back, hold it a little while, open that valley behind it and throw in behind that backer, that defensive end. So, I I expect to see some of that. And I think the matchup that if Georgia handles inside the hash and Tennessee has a problem, that's going to be chunk plays. That's going to be chunk plays. And when you're giving Georgia chunk plays versus what they give up defensively, that's not a good mix.
0: No, and, and, you know, to point out a, a stat from that, um, you know, Shai Smith, who lines up in a lot of different spots for South Carolina, but, but is, I feel like, most effective and is more of a true slot receiver than anything else. Ten catches, 140 yards against Tennessee. And, you know, you got to think that if, if Georgia can find that type of success, that it's going to feel really good about the passing game. And, and Todd Munkin has shown a commitment to the middle of the field, and I don't know that that's not the biggest difference in Georgia's passing game right now is, you know, listen, I can go back and find you three, four, five dozen plays from last year where Georgia didn't have a guy available to throw the ball to between the hash marks. And um, There were times when Georgia would have five in the pattern and all five outside the numbers. And I don't know if that was because of the, what t defenses were doing with them. And Georgia was just kind of letting defenses, you know, kind of dictate with leverage what they did. Um, I don't know if it's because Georgia's seen more zone this year and, and leverage doesn't matter as much in those situations. But that is something that, that you've seen out of Todd Monk. is very committed to the middle of the football field, and, and that's, that's been a big boost to the passing game um rusty I, I look at the the line of scrimmage i look at tennessee's offensive line versus georgia's defensive line and if tennessee doesn't at least earn a stalemate there i i don't i can't see tennessee winning the game because that's their strength on the line of scrimmage and yep. if tennessee can't run the football um jared guarantana is gonna have to do something he's never done i mean he's got to put the team on his back and and kind of take them the distance and and you know, again, I, I really, really, for everybody out there listening, I really am not trying to, to crap on this kid, but that's what he is as a quarterback. And uh, without a run game, I think he, he's going to really, really struggle against this Georgia defense and um, with, with the weapons he has on the outside. And I just think if Georgia wins the trenches, especially against the run game, but also getting pressure on him, it's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough for Tennessee to – to find the end zone more than once, and uh, you know, I think Jim Cheney's going to have a good plan. But um, you know, plans—everybody's got a plan. It Was Mike Tyson who said everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the mouth. Mm-hmm. And you know, if Georgia can hit them in the mouth up front, it's it's going to it's going to have a ripple effect on uh, on basically everything else. Rusty, let's take a quick break right here. On the other side, we're going to talk SEC uh, games for this coming weekend, and then we're going to get into our predictions and players of the games.
1: Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: I just realized I said players of the games. There's only one uh, on the the other side of the break. So, uh, sorry for that. I'll correct that. Players of the game. Um, But we're not going to get into that yet, Rusty. We're going to talk SEC football for this week have some games moving sides, some games changing times. What are you watching? I think, obviously, for
1: two games in the afternoon for me, obviously our game that we're covering here, but I'm interested to see Arkansas versus Auburn. How does Auburn rebound? And, you know, you look at Arkansas, and they've played eight quarters. Well, six quarters they've played damn good and they didn't play really good in the second half against Georgia when Georgia just kind of took that game over but uh Felipe Franks didn't turn the ball over throws two touchdowns I think he was 20 for 29 against Mississippi State Barry Odom dialed in makes keeps everything in front of of him and uh, you know kind of curtailed Mike leach uh, Mike Le- uh, Mike leach and Mississippi State after a huge win over LSU so Trying to see where this program is. I know Auburn's pretty banged up uh, from reading reports on our Auburn uh, undercover site. Uh, they got some guys out and, you know, physical game last week for them with Georgia. But you you, you turn quickly into the Alabama Ole Miss game, which ironically was moved from 6 to 7.30. Not real sure why. Uh, you know, I know they got some weather coming in. Most time it's moved from 6.30 to, you know, 4. But uh, you look at this and – you want to see what Lane Kiffin, because you know he can dial some plays up, and Matt Corral is a guy that's really, really having a good start under Lane Kiffin defensively. Man, they're struggling. But those two afternoon games, I think, are going to be real, real interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. And, and Rusty, uh, man, I have a hard time not seeing Alabama just basically track meet. I mean, you know, I think Ole Miss might be able to kind of hang with them step for step oh, for oh, about oh. 20 minutes, yeah. but – I mean, I've seen that Ole Miss defense in action. It has not been pretty. You know, I think D.J. Durkin's going to need some time before he's got that crew playing at a high level. Um, But but I I do think Ole Miss can move it on them early, and I'm very interested, and we'll get into this next week for sure, about having to play Ole Miss and what they want to do offensively and then having to play Georgia and what Georgia wants to do offensively. And very different. You know, you would think that a Todd Monk and Elaine Kiffin would come from similar schools of thought, and I think they probably do, but what their personnel is kind of dictating right now is that they're very different. And uh, um, so I, I'm definitely interested in that one. Obviously, Florida A&M, Florida Texas and every time I say Florida A&M, like that game, I, I feel like people are going to think I'm talking about the Rattlers. But uh, Florida versus Texas A&M, noon kickoff, home game for Texas A&M, a potential get-right opportunity for them. But, I mean, listen, man, Jimbo Fisher, I mean, at this point, it has got about, you know, if you prorate it throughout the season, carry the two, all that stuff, he's got about $60 million left on a contract. And they're no better than they were when he first got there, not much better than, than they were when he first got there. And I think they've got to show a little bit of fight against Florida because, you know, that Florida defense is a little bit gettable. Um, you know, I watched South Carolina run the ball all over them last week. And, um, you know, we'll see if Texas AM can do that. I know they had some opt outs, and that's tough. But, um, you know, you look and wonder if, if Texas a and can slow Florida's offense down because Florida's been the only, you know, team that can slow Florida's offense down with turnovers at this point. So those are the two I'm watching. And, and I'm very interested also in, in that Auburn-Arkansas game because I just don't think this Arkansas team – is, you know, especially we, we, now that you got K.J. Britt out for, for the Tigers losing him for the season, that's massive. But I just don't think this Arkansas team is going anywhere. And I don't mean going anywhere as far as bowl games or anything like that. I don't know that they can't, but I don't think they're going anywhere as far as playing teams hard and, and believing because you know, that was a big win. And I don't think that's the kind of win that you get a hangover from. I think it's the kind of win that makes you hungry. And uh, we'll we'll see if that's exact, if that's what Arkansas can do. I know Auburn fans are a little distraught after what happened in Athens last week, and that'll that'll kind of take your take your spirit away from what Georgia did to Auburn there. But um, you know, I think Arkansas has got a chance to get another big win, and there's this big storyline there. Obviously, Chad Morris, office coordinator at Auburn, and and was Arkansas's head coach for the last couple of years, so that'll be uh, that'll be cool to watch. All right, Rusty. Let's predict this thing. what What's your uh, What's your score, Georgia Tennessee, and uh, player of the game who stands out?
1: You know, I think uh, looking back at my preseason um, prediction in August or early September, I went twenty seven to fourteen. Looked at some bits and pieces and things, and look, I do think this is going to be a game for a lot longer. Than it was last year, it was fourteen to thirteen, I think, and with well, about two minutes ago in the first half, at one point Tennessee was leading last year, so they, they led almost a half, and then Georgia went on a forty-three to fourteen final and kind of turned things on to close it out. Second half was never really, you know, in jeopardy for Georgia. They just kind of got rolling, and and that was it. But I think this game is going to be a four-quarter football game. I really do. I think Georgia. Uh, it's going to – I think Georgia is going to have to run the ball and they're going to have to make some adjustments because I, I just got a feeling that Pruitt is going to be creative enough to bring some extra guys up there. And and, and Georgia's going to have to adjust to that a little bit, I think. And, um, you know, look at this game. I, I think this game going to – I think this game really is going to be a 17-10 game in the fourth. And I think Georgia's going to score one to put this thing and close it away. Uh, But this game, I I personally do. Now, last week, I wasn't shy, and I think I I was basically saying, look, I just don't think Auburn can score. I really don't. And I don't think Tennessee can score enough without some breaks. You you know, they're going to get a touch. You know, they caught Richard LeCount on a double route last year, looking in the backfield, you know, second drive of the game. So, Jim Chaney certainly had that play scripted. And he knew Richard LeCount would bite. So they get him. They and they they got him. The other touchdown they had, they drove the field. And Mauer made a couple of really good throws and they scored. But Georgia shut them down after that. So that's the type of scoring I think could happen. They could bust a big play and have one drive out of 10 possessions. So I'll say this I'll I'll go 24 to 10. I think that's pretty close to the spread, uh, you know, and but I think Georgia, you know, this is a 17-10, maybe a 2010 game in the fourth and Georgia scores one, you know, at some point in the fourth quarter to to put this thing out of reach. But I think I I, I anticipate a much more physical game than Auburn last week and a game that, that gives Georgia um uh, you know more to prepare for because I think that that Tennessee um is coming here ready and, and their their team believes they can win.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't completely disagree with that, really. Um, I think it's going to be tied at the half, and I think Georgia pulls away in the second half. Um, I predicted 34-14 in the preseason. I don't think either team quite gets to that number. Seeing this Georgia defense like I have, I don't see two touchdowns from Tennessee. Um, but I do really, really think that that Georgia is going to kind of have its hands full offensively in the first half. But I think eventually George's offensive line is going to wear down their defensive line. I think the dam's going to break a little bit, and and George is going to be able to run the football. And uh, I, I'm picking 27-13. And uh, I'm going to pick as my player of the game. I think Zamir White is going to have a big one. I think you're looking, and folks are kind of holding their hands up, and they're like, "Man, where's Zamir White in the first half? He's got nine carries for 29 yards." And I think he kind of busts loose with a big second half, 70, 80, 90 yards in the second half and, uh, you know, a long or explosive run. And, uh, you know, and for some reason I've, I've just had this thought that Georgia's going to get a third and one or a fourth and one. And and Kirby's going to run that big jumbo package out there and Tennessee's going to try to get down there with it and and Georgia's going to pop one out of it. Uh, but but uh, I don't know, you know. Obviously, if I, if I said if I predict that, I'm just guessing. But that's that's kind of a feeling I've had about it since I've seen that package. But I think Zamir White's my player of the game. We didn't get one from you. What's yours, Rusty? Who's your player of the game?
1: I'm going to go George Pickens, and I think that he needs more targets. <clears throat> he needs more targets. He's going to get a lot. I think he's going to get some one-on-one opportunities. And listen, you know, you throw fifty-fifty balls to that guy. You you like those, so. I think George Pickens is going to score a touchdown in this game, and I think he's going to have one of those where he ends up with eight or nine catches and maybe a good amount of yards.
0: I'll leave this with the folks out there who are not members of our site. A uh, couple reports this week, not going to tell you everything I had to say in those reports, but one thing that I have heard all week long from, from Georgia circles, very good week of practice. Um, that This team's been locked in. The offense has had a really good week. And uh, we'll we'll see how it goes on Saturday. I think both of us picking double digit wins, both of us picking it by 14, I believe. And that's right there with the spread. I think Georgia would cover as of right now, because in most places it's 12 and a half points that Georgia's favored by. But twelve and a half points over a number twelve ranked team, that's that's pretty solid. And and uh, I mean, just just remember, we said it. Georgia plays well, Georgia wins this game. I think if we're sitting here Monday, Sunday night talking about a loss. It's because Georgia just Georgia turned it over, and Georgia made some big mistakes in the penalties, and and uh, just didn't play well. Uh, but that's all we got for this one, folks. I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs Twenty Four Seven. He's Rusty Mansell from the same place. You guys take it easy. Go brave.